0: Tout le monde, mundo, bonjour à tous. Je suis Angelique Voices et bienvenue à l'Arrête Polyglottale. Est-ce que ça marche l'arrêt polyglottal Je ne sais pas. En tout cas, hey everyone. Hi everyone. Hello my sweet summer children. I'm Angelique, Angelique, Angelique voices. Bienvenido. Bienvenido. and welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Polyglottal Stop, where you get to hear some thoughts on language, language learning and sociolinguistics from this polyglot right here. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at polyglottalpod. I'm here to share with you, so hopefully you have a good time while you're here. Bueno, si Commençons. let's get started. Let's get started. Amusons-nous, let's have some fun.
1: Thank you. I can never get a good clap the way I want to when I do this. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Vote Expressions. Uh, That's right, good people. Once again, it is Georgia runoff time. Uh, As We've been talking about uh, today. I have two guests with me. Uh, Once again, I have my sometimes uh, co-host, Melodic. Hi. (laughs) You could have (laughs) just... And I uh, also have a special guest today, Mr. Reggie Lee, who is a resident of Georgia. Uh not sure we're in Georgia. Uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Lee, go ahead and introduce yourself to the good people. Hello,
2: everyone. Reggie Lee here. I live in just north of downtown Atlanta in a suburb, Sandy Springs, Dunwoody area. So just north of 285, if people are familiar with Atlanta or Georgia specifically.
1: All right. First off, and just just because I can't see anything, I'm mad how much that sounded like a radio voice. It sounded like you're about to go off to start talking about traffic.
2: <laughs> I've been accused of that before.
1: I can I can hear. It. I talk for a living, so yeah. I concur.
3: Definitely a radio <laughs> voice. Yes.
1: All right. I'm I'm a little upset. My both my co-hosts have a better speaking voice than I do. But uh, Mr. Lee, uh, you said you live. Uh, you said just north of downtown Atlanta?
2: So, yeah, so there's a belt line around Atlanta. I live just north of that belt line. So, it's Dunwoody, <laughs> Sandy Springs area. People know near Perimeter Mall for people that are familiar with Atlanta.
1: Okay, then. And uh, like, like I said, is, uh, we've been talking about the, the last few times I've had Miss Melania going. on. We've been talking about the Georgia runoff uh, for the Senate State in, uh, Janu- on January uh, 5th. Uh, between uh, Raphael Warnock and I can't think of the the woman's first name, but Lefner and John Ossoff versus David Perdue. Um, And I've, for whatever reason, have forgotten to do this beforehand, but just for people who this may be your first time listening, so just I just want to give a kind of a cursory overview, at least the, uh, and I'll probably go back and, and add uh, some more about the other opponents, but just want to give a cursory uh, summary of the two people that at least I hope wanted. Uh Raphael Warnock, he's a pastor and politician. He has been the senior pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta since 2005. Uh, that is the same, uh, I want to say, is that the same church Dr. King uh, presided over. Yes. Okay, I I thought so. Um, He rose to prominence in Georgia as a leader to expand Medicaid uh, under the Affordable Care Act. Um, He's called for the passage of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which you know protects voting rights uh, based on uh, protects against uh, discrimination against you know for color and whatnot. As far as voting, which we have seen since Obama got elect- elected, we've seen just widespread, you know, uh, attacks on voter rights, from you know uh, various IDs to closing a lot of uh, stations and just making it harder for people to vote. Uh, and then you have John Ossoff, who. I I heard he was a journalist, but I didn't know he had so much. He's he's an investigative journalist. Um, He's 33. He interned for uh, said John Lewis. Um, And since 2013, he's been the manager, director, and CEO of Insight TWI, which is a London-based investigative TV production company uh they work to create documentaries around corruption in foreign countries uh one thing i did think was interesting which is the phrase that they like to use for both especially after that last debate uh tried to summarize warnock and ossoff as radical liberals uh ossoff is not for defund the police and he is supportive of comprehensive immigration reform that strengthens enforcement along the Mexican border and also provide a path to citizenship for some uh, undocumented immigrants. Now I know uh, when we spoke earlier, uh, Reggie, uh, I know you had uh, your opinions about immigration and different things like that. And I, I do and I do want to point out that once again this is uh like I said, just conversation. But it's also uh I was happy to that Mr. Lee agreed to do this because it is somebody who I don't want to say on the same side, but we're leaning towards the same people, but both also have different ideas. Uh, once you get into the details about what it is we agree with. But um, I want to, you know, spend enough time talking, Mr. Lee. I want to get to you about how you feel about both candidates and what do you, what have you noticed about the race in general.
2: So, in general, I I just think that for all intents and purposes, this is a national election. It's about getting things done. I think the analogy I used when we spoke before is we've given Joe Biden a brand new car. But if we don't give them the car keys, you can't do anything with it. And so it's really a matter of, I mean, something is, you know, current as getting a stimulus check. We've, back in March, I think it was in March when the original stimulus check um, package was passed, and nothing has happened in nine months because you have leadership on the Republican side who's decided that, you know what, we're going to, what the Democrats want to be over. You know two trillion dollars or whatever they're trying to cut it down to like 500 million dollars to save a couple bucks and not to you know mainly to cater to um corporations and not really help the people a lot of the loans that happened went to you know people who didn't need loans like you know the ruth chris steakhouse there's like sports teams that got loans um you can just go on and on members of the trump family their friends got loans but at the same time, they're saying there's not money to go to the people, so that's just an easy example of where Mitch McConnell is there as the leader, or as Republicans or as leaders. you know, nothing's going to get done. and I just feel like if you're going to elect a president, I don't care which party it is, give them two years, and if you think they've screwed up over two years, then vote them out in the midterms or take away their power in the midterms. You can you know, bring someone to power and then take a, and then take away their ability to do anything um, because they have a lack of you know, both houses of Congress. All
0: right. And so, i sorry.
1: So, and what was it? You voted, what was it? Monday?
2: Yeah, I voted Monday. First day of early voting.
1: Okay. How was the uh, turnout?
2: It was, I went around 10 o'clock in the morning and I was probably the like thirtieth per- person in line, so it was reasonable. I mean, outside of you know this year, most elections, and I live, <laughs> I live on the side of the town where they don't have lines in voting. So you know, we're not even to get into all that. But like on on the black side of town or in the more more diverse sides of town, on election day, there's been times where black side of town is a three hour wait, white side of town is five minutes in and out. You can do it during your day. So with this, it's gone up from my normal five minutes up to about 30 minutes it took for me to vote on Monday.
1: And I think that speaks to what uh, what I was talking about earlier with making it harder. And it's, it's gotten to the point to where they're not even trying to hide what they're doing. Um, I believe one court uh, smacked down something they were doing and their phrase was laser-like precision in trying Carolina. to right yep, and it's just like you <laughs> how can you how can you say with a straight face that you're for a democracy and you're for this and that you're, you're making it harder for people to actually vote and i I think that somebody even once said is like if what 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 was the term what was uh, the way they said it they, they basically admitted that if more younger younger people in people from certain areas that the more they vote the less likely it is for the republicans to win
2: yeah i think the phrase i've heard a lot recently is they're starting to say the quiet part out loud and if you look at i mean just take a step back and look at the overall system you have there's three branches of the government there's the presidency there's the house and then there's the senate The presidency is based on the electoral college, which is the remnants of slavery where they wanted the Southern states to feel like they had a part in this new country. And so they gave them representation that was disproportionate to their population. So that's number one. So if you look at, you know, obviously this election, popular vote, 8 million more people wanted Biden to be president. And it's, you know, we're a month later and we're just now getting a declaration that he's gonna be the president. So that's on the presidency. And then you look at the Senate, A state like Wyoming has, I think it's 620,000 people in the whole state. They get two senators. California has close to 40 million. They get two senators. So there's another branch of the government that isn't based on the will of the people. So the presidency isn't, as we saw last time where Hillary got like 2.8 million more votes, yet she's not president. So that's not will the people. You go to the Senate, that's not the will of the people because it's not based on population the house of representatives yes they do it based on population but they can gerrymander the districts where you know you can democrats can get 55% of the votes in some states and then the republicans get you know 7 out of the 10 available seats and so there's that part of it so the structure itself isn't fair like the popular vote doesn't really mean anything because they can move where where things happen and then add that uh, have that as a base for what you're saying which is even on top of that then they still try to make it hard for people to vote
3: okay if i can just step in yeah i agree to a certain extent Okay, i do believe that the system is broken but the problem is also because that a lot of people don't know the system yes the senate yes the senate is off because it is not based off of population, but it also goes back to the fact that the electoral college process, all of those things intertwine. Um, I've talked about it before. The population, yes, there may be a large population, but if the people don't take the census, which people are discouraged to take the census because of fear of propaganda, then they won't get as many people to represent them in those seats, which those seats also help with the number in electoral votes because electoral. Uh, because the electoral college process is based off of slate. Those number of slates are based off of how many are in the Senate. The number in Senate is based off the population. Population is determined by the census. So it comes back to why is it because, I mean, they discourage people all the time. They'll tell them, oh, if you do it, they're really trying to probe you. They're trying to find out where you are. They're trying to own you. Um, if you're an illegal alien and you're here, then when you do one, you're going to get taken. And all of all this other stuff that's not true because nobody knows what the census really is. Nobody knows how that stuff ties. So, again, it's about understanding the the process in its entirety. And not disagreeing with you um, to the fact, not trying to like knock anything that you're saying, but the problem is, is that I I feel that a lot of times we point out the things that are messed up in the system, but we don't shed light on what those like different little trinkets are in the background that operate this messed up system so that we can fix them.
2: No, absolutely. and I And then the other thing is that's the system, but instead of sitting on the outside and complaining about it like a lot of people do, we need to do more. Like it was a Wall Street Journal article, I think. But in 2012, X number of people voted for Obama. In 2016, 4.4 million of those people didn't vote at all. And of those, 1.5 million were us, Black people, didn't vote at all. And that's the problem. And I think you know, people will say things about Obama, like, oh, I wish you would have done more for the community, would have done this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, well, as a community, we left him out to dry 2010, 2012, 2014. You can't operate with just the presidency. Yes, we went and got all the bootleg t-shirts and sweatshirts and wall clocks, all that kind of stuff. But when it came time to give him the power to do something, I mean, he created Obamacare, the the ACA, in his first two years, and that's all he could get done. And he was willing to take that bullet in the midterm. I hate to use that term with him, <laughs> um, take the bullet in the midterm because he knew that, you know, we weren't going to come out as a people and not just black folks, but people in general don't come out. And that's one thing that Republicans have done well. They recognized that the demographic realities were <laughs> encroaching and they were like, you know what, we're going to win everything else. So they can have, you know, the presidency, but, you know, state elections, um, I mean, local elections, all the things like everything that can be voted for, they vote for the the stereotypical little white lady is voting for everything. And because we don't, no matter what we try to accomplish or someone like if an Obama gets there or Biden this time or whatever, they have a limited amount of space to get real change done and change isn't done in a two year stint. Power has to be for a, an extended period. And once that True. power is in place for an extended period, then you can make the changes that you want. It has to be incremental at first and then you get people in that are a little closer.
3: I agree. And I feel that, I feel that when, what you're saying when it comes to not just people of color, but a lot of people in general, the best way for you to break it down is people that are not educated in politics, let alone their voting rights. Those people do not vote. They vote circumstantially based off of superficial values, but not the in-depth pieces. Hence as to why everybody and their mama and then some went for Obama. But it wasn't because of more in-depth stuff. It was because he was black. And, and I'm not trying to knock it. I mean, hey, I'm I'm not going to lie. I barely looked at this dude's credentials. I was just like, it's time to get somebody with it. I'm going to be real. However, I agree when it comes to the part of educating us to the point of really knowing how the system works and in, uh, in order for us to understand, we need more than just the presidency because the president can't really do everything without every, because it's a separation of powers. That's what it has always been and it always will be as long as we don't let, Lord Jesus, I'm not gonna even say that cause I'm not trying to put that energy out there in the atmosphere. Um, But yes, that's the thing. I mean, think about it. How much do you get taught about voting in schools? How much do you really get taught about politics in schools, let alone college? You don't even touch much about voting rights and stuff in college unless you are studying political science major. So again, it's like, okay, well, if we keep you blind to the funk, then you won't smell it. Or... I probably, I feel so icky saying that. Um, Correction, if we don't really just note, like tell you everything, it's just like, okay, I'm gonna give you an owner's manual, but this owner manual is going to be over here in this corner and we're gonna give you all these new shiny fancy books over here that's gonna give you something completely irrelevant to this book over here that you need every four years and then some because you also have your local and all these other branches of government. They don't. They they barely scratch the surface, and then they expect for you to operate under that every four years. They expect for you to know. Oh, if you really want to see something on your local level, that you're supposed to automatically know to go to these meetings and stuff that's in your in your district and or your parish or whatever. No, these people don't know that. And if well, they don't know it, they're not going to use it. They, they they promote. They even use. The idea, not just fear propaganda. They use your mentality on yourself. Like, you know what, there's no point in me voting because of the fact that blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you're giving them exactly what they want.
2: Yep. No, I, I completely agree. And if you, I always think that there are certain things like I heard a comedian talking about people act like slavery was four hundred years ago, but it was really, you know, 153 years what well, is 155 years ago now. And after slavery things didn't get great. So we're just getting, you know, civil rights and voting rights acts in, in the sixties to the point where black women couldn't vote until like the fifties or sixties or whatever. So I think that one of the biggest things that's missed it,
3: stuff. You say it. You say it. You say yeah, it one okay. more time. You go <laughs> ahead and you say it one more time. Because okay. I want it to be understood. Women While we sitting here on our high horse, like, oh, ain't no point in me voting. Baby, we were last. We were last on the totem pole every freaking time. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, no, absolutely. So I I guess my point in this is that there's a lot of things beyond our freedom that was taken away from us as slaves. And a lot of it was, you know, like I was like, I get my personal thing is I get upset with Black people who as black people, whenever we do something that quote unquote master used to do to us or things that used to be done to us as a slave, we weren't allowed to vote. Um, We had our families separated. So should we be doing that to ourselves? But no, that's what was done to us during slavery. Um, We weren't allowed to be educated. We weren't allowed to be specifically literate. We weren't allowed to read the Bible, specifically Exodus, for obvious reasons. We weren't we were called we were called the N word. But now we're like, oh, it's a power thing. We can use it on ourselves, which is crazy to me. And then the acts of violence. We were taught Why
3: violence. Why are we the only ones, Reggie? No, I'm no, sorry. no. I... Why are we the only ones? Like, ain't nobody else calling each other. And uh, please excuse this. Do not take this offensively. But there's no race saying, hey, my chink. Or, or, hey, or my my." word in Jews, yeah. Ain't nobody oh. doing that but us. You and
2: know we it, always
3: want to value it as because we made a cool. No, it's because you're synthesized to do it. Let me.
2: The the best quote on this that I've ever heard that best summarizes how I feel about it. It was Oprah. I don't care how you feel about Oprah, but Oprah said this. She said, out of out of respect for every black man that had to walk across the street when a white woman was walking up, out of respect of anyone who you know had to you know show their papers when they walked off of a plantation for everyone, for the the last word they heard on earth was that word, out of respect for them, I will never use that word towards one of us. And that's what it's, to me, that's what it's all about. But going back to the, the whole electoral thing, there's a lot of things that are the remnants of slavery that it's not, like in college, I wrote this paper called, you know, who holds the whip? And basically it's us now, all the things they used to do to us, we're doing to ourselves. I mean, all the way down to calling ourselves that word. But I think that there's, you're saying that there's not education around it for the average white person it's not school where they learn it they learn you know the importance of voting from their family and the generational legacy Mm -hmm. of you know we're only you know five or six generations three generations from not being able to vote at all and probably Mm -hmm. you know eight generations from not even being free like my my grandmother passed a couple years ago she was born in 1918 the day she was born if you were black and over 53 you were born a slave so I've, you know, I've looked into the eyes that have, you know, talked to Confederate soldiers and talked to freed slaves and everything else. We're not that far away from that. And I think th- there's such a lack of education because we were never taught it. It's that what they call it unconscious incompetence where mm-hmm. you don't even know that you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I think that just, that has a lot to do with it. And then you don't see the benefits and then things don't happen overnight. You need to start now and, and until we see that, and and I think, I think the, I guess the silver lining of the Trump presidency is, oh, this really can be this way. We can
3: everybody up.
2: Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's not. I mean, I, I was joking with one of my friends. Like, it's just amazing that a country that have elected Trump ever elected Obama. It's like, how in the world did that even happen? It's like the same people out there now. I mean, this guy. Got seventy-four million votes, which means he got eleven or twelve million votes more than he did last time. So more people jumped on board to support this guy, and this is what happens when we
3: don't vote. I, and you want, and you want to know something? <clears throat> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm I'm eating. I'm almost done though, so don't judge me. Okay. The thing that gets me is that, with that being said. Democrats and I always say this I'm not necessarily a democrat I'm not necessarily a republican because my thought process on a lot of things are kind of like split even so to be honest I'm just a realist I just want real people in office that are not backed by money that's the main thing that are not just like going off of the sheer adrenaline and love of money I need people that care about people in the seats but That's not what I was getting at. The thing that bothers me, because when you said that, it's because of this. First off, again, how people voted off of superficial values. But it's not just that. I feel like a lot of people didn't go and vote this time because they just really did not expect for the people that were avid voters every other since beginning of when they started voting, I don't think they ever thought that they would go for him that's just my personal opinion i don't i don't think that they did but you have to take in the fact that oh well democrats sometimes a lot of those far 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 left democrats they weren't gonna really rock with hillary and that's because of the fact that they want somebody without a spot or blemish really they waiting on jesus so when hillary came in they wasn't really rocking with her and if they are still avid voters they're either going to go for a smaller party that you know isn't going to win anyways because they don't really promote themselves until the 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 fourth inning, which is bizarre to me since you don't have that kind of backing to just be waiting till the elect, uh, election year to do what Democrats and Republicans do. And then the other ones just was like, well, I might as well vote for Trump because of the fact that I just can't get myself to vote for Hillary. And look at what happened.
2: So not to backtrack to 2016, but one thing that the Republican Party does, and I'm like you, I'm I'm issues-based and I look at the the best available option, Yes. they they understand that it's a binary choice. A lot Mm -hmm. of people, you know, they don't just say I'm not voting or I'm going to vote third party or I'm going to write someone in. It's when you wake up on, I told you, when you wake up on November, um, I think it was November 8th or November 9th after the 2016 election, either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump will be the president elect take all that other stuff out of it i don't care if you're a bernie supporter i don't care what you wanted for wanted in the primary mm-hmm. which one of those two do you want to be president a non vote is a half vote for the person you don't want Dang. and that's and that's Isn't what it? and that's what people don't they didn't realize they didn't want to it's like it's childish is what i said Carl, like to a lot of a lot take of the that bernie phrase.
3: Bo- Carl i want you to take that phrase that he just said and put that on your reel what he just said your not vote is basically like a vote for the person that you don't want in however he said vote. it ready yeah. say it one more time preach for the people say it again
2: yeah, a non vote is a half vote for the person you don't want and Amen. and so like God. and it's it's a childish thing it's like i'm going to take my ball and go home i don't want to vote and it's like you know if there was a mean, talking about what's going on now with COVID, if, mm-hmm. on, if in February, the president would have said, you know what, I'm a business person. I want business to be open, but this is a serious pandemic. Um, we need to lock things down. We need to do what we need to as a people, as a patriotic thing. And then mm-hmm. we'll be up and running sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. We're sitting at over 300,000 deaths. If he would have done that then, at least 200,000 people wouldn't be dead right now at least 200,000 and that's not just Reggie saying it. Like South South Korea got their first case on January 20th, the same day that we did. They did 40% I'm sorry, 40 times more testing per capita than we did. To date, I think they have 400 deaths. Adjust that for population. Imagine if we as a country only had 2,000 deaths. Yes, a vaccine is coming, but in the meantime, the whole thing is keep deaths low until, you know, something until we can get that vaccine. The issue is this. Your not voting kept a president that would have done a way better job out of that seat. It's a life and death thing. It's not a lot of people, well, you know, I don't get into politics. Well, you get into life. This isn't politics. Thank you. This is life. Certain issues are life. There's people that I mean, you guys have probably talked about this, but like the the like the moratorium on evictions, the all the stuff they're doing, you know, keeping people in homes down, all that stuff expires at the end of this year. People aren't getting stimulus checks. And it's like, well, I I didn't want to vote. I just didn't, yeah, you're starving now. And (laughs) it's a clear, if you couldn't, if you couldn't be motivated by this choice, like, uh, let me go back a half step. This, this sums it up better than anything else that I've heard. Mm -hmm. If you look at, if you look at um, Barack Obama, he, he did, you know, he was, you know, from a single family home. Got educated, got to the top of his class. Instead of going and making the hundreds of thousands of dollars he could have made a year as a minority that was top of his class at Harvard, he went back and said, you know what? I want to help the community that I came from. So I'm gonna go help the community. And then he mm-hmm. slowly worked his way up. He did everything right. He he married one woman, had, you know, a nice family, one house, I think one car. He did everything that he was that white America, quote unquote, wants a black person to do, yet literally on election day, Mitch McConnell and others had a meeting to say, let's make him a one-term president. Let's make him a failure. Donald Trump, we know everything about him as far as the womanizing, the racism, the blah, 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 go down that whole list. Yet, those same people did everything in their power to the point of hypocrisy and just looking like an idiot to make themselves, to to kiss up to him. And the way that I sum it up is this, Barack Obama is the American dream.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Donald Trump is the American reality. Yes. If you're, a, if you're a rich white man, no matter what you do, it's okay. We'll cover for you. You're a black man, do everything that you're supposed to do. And everyone, you know, everything that you tell me to do, and it's still not good enough. And that's, yes. that is the underlying issue. And that, it doesn't change again until we show examples. Like the reason... You know, I live where I live and there's, you know, white people around all over the place. I don't want them to ever be able to say, well, you know, you know, it's subconsciously or consciously, well, black people are this way or black. Well, I know Reggie. Reggie's not that way. Reggie has a wife and a daughter and he works and he's educated and he's so, you, you know, trying to position ourselves to kill some of those under some of those beliefs that people have and they don't even know they have this year, again, was great for that. Like mm-hmm. people... You know, I'll, there's a story that happened at work, I won't tell you now, but long story short, people d- don't realize the level of racism that they have and what they accept. Right. So I no, went all I, over the place. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, no, no, no,
3: because no, I was, oh, Carl, you about to say something?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I I know there was a, this, this is not necessarily the word against our people, but just the word and what it, um in the way i think it was initially intended before it got placed on us the way i always looked at it as far as barack and trump trump is the nigger that they thought obama was going to be
3: that is actually true though because if you think about the n-word he's
1: ignorant everything Mm -hmm. that they said and it's and it's amazing
2: uh, I like that. Yeah. And, and Obama's everything that they pretend Trump is. Y- right.
1: Thank you. Oh, oh <laughs> Trump Trump has all this uh, extramarital affairs. He's, you know, he's been, he's corrupt. He's He's done all, he's done all these things. They talk about family values and I'm not going to knock anybody for getting a divorce, but he's been married, what, three times?
3: When you can say... Or when you can say, "I don't know what my daughter's breasts will be looking like when she's nothing but a baby." Oh yeah, that is a, so uncomfortable. Tell to a ten-year-old, "I'll be dating
2: you in ten years." You go through the that thing like, so go through, just YouTube it. I mean, it's like, you know, what do you so and your daughter have in common? Sex. I mean, he's it, he literally. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's, he's, right. You've seen all that stuff. It's like this. The the biggest thing with me, uh, for me, with him, is this. Hmm the biggest selling factor for him was the fact that he was a, quote unquote, successful businessman. And I was, my dad was he not there. Yeah, I lived no, in the he North. Was North. Not. So I met, take yeah. yourself through this scenario. He was, he told people, oh, I only got a million dollars from my dad. No, they funneled money through this company. Like they create a maintenance company and they put like, oh, this water heater is 10,000. We're going to pay you 50,000 for it. And by doing that, they funneled 410 or $413 million or something like that to Donald Trump. So imagine starting a business and it's not like he said okay here's 413 million dollars go to california create a tech company like amazon it's like no you do the same business that i do in the same market with the Mm -hmm. same lawyers contractors cpa bankers and they all know that you're fred trump's kid so they're gonna hook you up they're gonna do the right thing you get all that head start and you still go bankrupt six times
3: Not only that, but didn't they do like about like 37, like he had like at least like 37 cases pertaining to him and his financial issues?
2: No, absolutely. That's his biggest fear, like coming out of office. Like anything that had to do with getting a loan, he inflated his assets to pretend that he was worth more than he is. So that's bank fraud. And then anytime it's time to pay taxes, he reduced those same assets and said, oh, they're worth less to reduce his tax liability. So just those two. Like he can you know people talk about pardon or whatever else. Those are state crimes, and those there's enough counts of those to put him in jail the rest of his life. Not to mention the thing that uh, Michael Cohen did for him. He went to jail or would have gone to jail for three years for the um election fraud of paying money to Stormy Daniels and all that stuff. Someone went to jail to do for doing something for you,
3: but not just that <laughs> because i want to I want to take a step back because we were talking about how this man has literally politicized preventative measures for your well-being and your health um we already know yeah we already know that america is pretty much on the reactive when it comes down to health and wellness like you're sick get a pill you're sick go to the hospital they don't do a lot of preventative measures when it comes down to your you know, your health and wellness, which technically other countries they have, it's like that kind of business is actually a gold mine where ours is kind of like this little shack. And he used that to his advantage, in my opinion. He used that to his advantage because, again, people so caught up in denial about something going wrong in their lives, he used politics to make it. Go away. And I love the fact that somebody said this, and I, I promise you, I have a, uh, I know um, I'm going to take us somewhere. I loved how someone said that this is exactly how the AIDS epidemic was when it first came out and everybody was up in uproar, in denial. Then they wanted to make it circumstantial to, oh, it's for the homophobes because God is all in this. And then they didn't even, I mean, po- politics didn't even want to say the name, just like Trump didn't even want to acknowledge its existence. Oh, it's going to go away just like the flu. Like, that is exactly what happened. But I want to segue this into the fact of our great senators currently in office that at this point in time, I know at least one, Purdue, is being inve- is investigated by the FBI for not only you doing exactly what Trump did, where you use your politics for your own benefit, you sold stock. Because you already, in, uh, you already were um, anticipating what COVID was going to do based off of insider knowledge of COVID. And instead of you doing what you needed to do for the people, you literally were worried about your pockets like your pockets were on E to begin with. This is why I can't get with it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't care if it was probably like wishbone from back in the day that was running against these people. I'd probably be voting for a dog. There's no way I would vote for someone that used insider knowledge about something that it, one person's cough is another person's coughing type of disease. And you used it for your own game
2: and then publicly denied that it existed to stay in line with the political party you're (laughs) affiliated with. And it's similar to what, think about what Trump did. I mean, he's telling Bob Woodward, hey, it is bad. It is airborne. Young people can transmit it. He he knew back, I think it was February 24th. He knew all of it. it, And it's on tape. And publicly, I mean, he was saying, well, they couldn't get me with the Russia hoax. They couldn't get me with the impeachment hoax. So now they've created this. And it's, and he's, from going back to what you're, going back to your point you said that it was politicized early that was exactly it like if you go back to 911 no one said oh well what do you mean i can't drink, bring water onto a flight what do you mean i have to take my shoes off what do you mean i can't go to the gate with my family it's my american right to do no one Thank said that you. because we all you knew miss, that baby. something happened and we have to adjust to it and it is you know it's, it is what it is and i and with this it's you know put on a mask and then he slick with it where well you know i never said i was against wearing a mask no unacceptable what you need to say is hey i need everyone especially my supporters to put on a mask it will save lives That's different as being indifferent and saying well you know i'm not against it i guess it's fine if you want to and to the i mean literally they still have christmas and hanukkah parties going on in the white house right now without a mask the um amy coney barrett um an announcement or whatever on the South Lawn of the White House. You have another event out there where there's super spreader events literally being done in the house that we paid for and actually we built. And it's because he wants to keep this image that, oh, no, it's not a real thing. And, there's,
3: and what's funny, and what's funny is, is that every single time you hear, oh, this person predicts that it's going to be twice as worse in four to six months, and and you don't want to believe it, sir, it's because of what you're doing right now, just like the whole winter thing, I am not going to give all of the life. That COVID is gotten as bad as it has over this winter period because of just simple climate. No, it was also the fact that you had all these uh, uh, political situations that you had going down. Trump. Then you have like the election going on to the point where it's not. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have the election, but I'm saying that the outcome, like everybody wanting to be out there and celebrate, and that y'all we still in a pandemic. Celebrate from home, yep. and. And, it, and it's the same thing now. You have these holidays and people still are in denial. I read an article where a scientist said COVID itself is not going to be the thing that puts billions of people in, 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 in uh, six feet underground. It's going to be people's denial. It's a literal mental thing. And people's denial is going to be what causes such a large mass of people to to be in funerals I mean there's nothing like people are entitled like I'll
2: take it I'll take it deeper so I am a I, I wrote on this one time but there's in life there's have to and then there's want to and a lot of people confuse want to's with have to's and so the only thing you have to do is eat which you can kind of decide when you want to eat, go to the bathroom, which you can decide and you have to breathe and you have to sleep eventually. Those are the only things that are have to, everything else is a choice. And so you don't have to go see your family for the holidays. You don't, you know, even you don't have to go to work. You can, you know, not go, you'll get fired. There's consequences, but you could choose a career that allows you to work from home, or you could have done that way back when. So a lot of quote unquote have to's are results of bad choices. And so there's people that are going to like you said there's people who are going to die and have already died because they quote unquote had to do something and they wouldn't shut it down like i'll give you an example here in georgia on i think it was may 1st um my daughter's six so on may 1st you know we're thinking about you know what are we gonna do with our daughter next year for school the governor comes out and says well you know we're gonna open everything back up in georgia And things were like from a death and from a case standpoint were fifteen times worse than they were when we shut things down. So if things are worse now than when we shut down, why are we opening back up? Literally that day we started researching online schools for our daughter. Yeah. Because they're like, there's no way they're going back. Because if they're in this level, your word denial, this level of denial, they're not gonna put the adequate resources or the you know, the correct resources within the school system and they're not going to train the teachers on how to do online learning it's going to be a mess so we opted for you know this, an online school that does this all the time even outside mm-hmm. of pandemics and it's it's frustrating and it's and the thing that's more frustrating is people like it sounds like you are as well from day one i've done everything right and yes. it's and it's like oh you know it's my american right to you know it's almost like i get to pee on my side of the pool if i want to well we're all in the same water
3: Thank you. That's what I'm saying. It's like, based off of what this current American standard is, it is, I get to live my dream, even if it ends yours. Yep. And because of that, people tend to just block out the reality because I want to live in my dream. But the point is, is that your dream can come crumbling down. But you know what? Because I, I know we can preach about this, and this the, the the main event is two people that, and you can, and you can elaborate more on this, used what we are discussing now, the politics that has transpired um due to Trump and his motive because of course if I can't use race bait anymore and it's not sticking, then let me use a pandemic. Now he, these two individuals, these two Georgia current senators, um, which I'm praying are soon no longer there because I you know what before I, I want to say that, but I will be repeating myself. Did you get a chance to watch the the debate which purdue didn't even show up
2: to i saw that one and i saw the one that made him not want to show up to the second one (laughs) and so no absolutely and it's and that's the thing it's you know what it's very similar to this if you think about all the false things about oh there's voter suppression and voter fraud and all that other stuff they can say it on fox news they can say it you know on their you know conservative Mm -hmm. media they go into a court of law they don't have anything to say because there's no fact It's the same thing with the debate. The debate is the court of law. where You have to go out there and you have to show and prove what you have and they they don't have anything. And Kelly Loeffler up there, I mean, she, you know, she was very robotic. She was put in that seat because she was a donor. Her husband is the president of the New York Stock Exchange, net worth $800 Mm -hmm. million dollars and so you give a lot of money they put you in that seat and she's not I think she gave like 2 all.
3: million actually. Yeah. She just she oh, no, just, yeah. yeah, about 2 million across the board to all them people so that she can just go straight in there.
2: Yep. And that's the thing and that's the difference. I mean, that's I mean, that's a great microcosm example of what happens in society where I'll tell you a very 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 long story but I'll make it very quick. I've been, I've been in sales and sales management for 24 years now. And I went into this opportunity where I'd closed the deal, had done a great job. Last second, the guy was like, you know what, you know, we decided to go with the other vendor and I was like, okay, um, we've been talking about this for close to a year. So I think I've earned the right to know why. And I said, so was it, and I just went down the list and he was like, you know what, the pricing you offered was very fair. Um, The way that you presented was good. I like your company. I like your product. I like everything that is about this. He said, and I was like, okay, well, then why are you going another direction? He was like, you know what? I I have to be honest with you, Reggie. The other guy just reminds me of my son. And I just feel like I want to, it's almost like my son started a job and I wanted to help him out. This is where you, this is the infuriating, almost tear provoking portion of it. Like his actual son, I'm a middle child. Like his actual son. My dad worked for IBM, like his actual son, degree in business, um, newly married, all this stuff, this happened about 15 years ago, all this stuff identical. Mm-hmm. The other guy that reminded him of his son, just looked like beat, his, beat his girlfriend, did drugs and alcohol, was not professional, would show up to meetings in jeans and you know a t-shirt for a technology company all the way through. So the one thing that, like you, you caught it. He the like. only thing that reminded him of his son is the way that he looked, but I was just like his son in every other area, and I called him on it. But and
3: you so want that's to know the something. thing. Go ahead. But you want to know something? That goes back to, and I don't want to necessarily segue to um, anything that I've done because this is Carl's episode, but um, this is Carl's show, but we discussed it not long ago about colorism. And I, and it was kind of funny because at the same... And almost I'm sorry, as where, where as did where well, you talk
1: about colorism at?
3: I was talking about it in my podcast called
1: and what what's the name of your podcast?
3: Soapbox off <clears throat>
1: I'm sorry, I can hear you could you could you hear, her, Reggie? What was that?
3: It's a little quiet. It's called soapbox Off okay,
1: all, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. But, act like you know who I am
3: <laughs> but the thing the thing that killed me in the study is that that's the thing that that messes us up. It's not even so much as race, because a lot of people would be like, oh, we're all one race, so let's get rid of race. And I'm not necessarily saying that I disagree with it. We all have our different walks of life and our different culture. But at the end of the day, it is not my, it's not where I'm from that is the primary thing that allows you to give me a job. It is not the primary thing that makes you want to vote for me. It's not the primary thing that is going to say, hey, I want to give you a leg up. All of the things, even in our politics, that we are discussing right now, even for all of these rural states that are still voting Republican and not taking off these little blockers that they have up, knowing that they're struggling and technically they probably would benefit if they were going democratic. Absolutely. It is because of the color that they see on a person's skin and the stereotypes and the characteristics that tie to it based off of what you have been programmed to believe. Well, a person that would see me on the street as a African-American female, especially in my current attire. First of all, they would think that I'm from Africa until I open my mouth. Second part is, is that they probably would think that I might have some babies. I, I, they, they, they would think all of these different things. I'm probably on welfare and this, that, and the third. And I probably like some loud mouth so-and-so that don't know how to control her feelings and whoop the whoop whoop yada, yada, yada. And because of that, I can't rock with her because Tiffany over here, She has this straight hair and she looks like my daughter. No, she just looks like what you look like in the mirror and it doesn't scare you because a person way back pretty much synthesized a thing called whiteness and a lot of people do not like that context word because of the fact that they identify themselves as white. So hearing the word whiteness offends them when in actuality it is a thing. People use whiteness to differentiate people off the color of their skin and then put race behind it. And there you go. That's what happened.
2: Let me give you a couple of points points on that. So going back to what I said earlier, as far as how recent all the racial law, like the legal disparities were, back in the 50s, you could not get a, a more, well, you couldn't live on the white side of town. Like literally a realtor could lose their license for even showing you a house on the white side of town. Also, on the black side of town, there was redlining, and mortgage companies would not allow you to buy a home within these redlined areas. Meaning, you could not get any kind of um, net worth or can, couldn't get any wealth as a as a um, as a black person. Like my my dad bought his first house in 1968 with my mom, and it would just change where they could buy a house. otherwise, we would have been taught the lesson that well, you know, black people can't buy houses. Black people can't do this. I'm taking it to another level. I hate the fact that there is still a quote, black community. This is what I mean by that. When we say that, we're talking about a geography. And because there is a geography and there's not enough of us who have infiltrated the white side of town, they can kind of put us in this little hole and say, well, it's a, you know, it's a black issue. And then they can't even help themselves. You know, black issues like prison reform and all that stuff and all the issues (laughs) have to do with the stereotypes of blackness. So I guess. I guess my that's thing what is Trump's this. Trump's
3: daddy did. Trump's daddy did it. And then after Trump's daddy did it, Trump had basically conditioned, well, Trump's daddy conditioned Trump to be the same way. And there was actually a case that was on them because two journalists, one black and one white, did a study to prove that it was being practiced. Oh, they're on the allow... application for
2: colored. They, they yes. were literally, no. So the, the point I was making is this if because this thing was so recent as far as the redlining and everything else and black people couldn't live on white side of town oh if i'm going to offer a job to someone oh that's jim he's my neighbor i know him we go to the same church we our kids play together and it's like same thing yeah you only know it's so it's almost it's not a direct racism but it's the result of the racist history of the country where you're going to go with who you know and who you know is a result of where you live and where you live and i don't live as a result of the history of this country. And we're kind of left out of not just, and that's what I was saying before, the legacy of slavery wasn't just the imprisonment, it's the lack of knowledge and lack of opportunity. The conversations okay. that they always say, like on a golf course that happened, those happen in neighborhoods, those happen in your local church. And mm-hmm. we don't even know that those are going on and people make decisions based on who and what they know. And the, the other thing I was gonna say is every other, like I, i'm gonna take it somewhere else i understand the term person of color but i don't like it because a lot of companies can hire like oh well we have this this diversity thing it's like no black people in america only native americans can claim something equally as bad but black people in this country have a unique situation where like we're the only race that has no positive Um, stereotypes outside of athleticism. So like Asian people, it's like, oh, you're you're a bad driver, but you guys are good at math. Or you guys are shrewd with money, Jewish people. And it's like, you can go through this whole thing. Everyone has a positive attribute based on their... Ethnic ethnicity besides us, we can you know you know dribble a basketball and yeah, sometimes we're we're good we at music and we're natural, strong.
3: We have some natural things like the full lips and the, which yeah. they once didn't even like or yep. they like but they they closet liked it.
2: Well, that's and why it's publicized people now,
3: right? <laughs> right. And <laughs> speaking of that, I do want to say this because uh, I wanted to look this up because I know that we um, we are discussing the whole thing of colors. And I I wanted to say this race in in real, you know, like if we wanted to say a date that it was invented was actually in 1580. So, again, this is not something that was always a thing. This was something that was just later created race. um, This is from Britannica. Um, So it's called the history of the idea of race. Race as a categorizing term referring to human beings was first used in the English language, uh of course, in the 16th century until the 18th century. It had a generalized meaning similar to other classifying terms such as type, sort, or kind. Occasional literature of Shakespeare's time referred to a race of saints or a race of bishops. By the 18th century, race was widely used for sorting and ranking the peoples in the English colonies. Europeans who saw themselves as free people, Amerindians who had been conquered, and Africans who were being brought in as slave labor, and this usage continues today. So again, this is something that was created Mm-hmm. At first, everybody was in their own ge- a geographical right of who they were. If you were from Africa, you were African. If you were, if you were European, you were European. If you were that's what it was. It had nothing to do with your color of your skin. However, somebody had to create race. And they had to create race because they had to separate themselves from other people especially when you're coming on land that does not belong to you and yet you still want some type of superiority
2: well then couple that with the fact that we're black we're not you know we're not from ghana we're not from nigeria because we are all just black we're, just, we're all put on the boats together we lost our national origin so our it became even that further became the point as far as race being used because We're black because we don't know what else we are. We were all mixed in together.
3: But that's because of the fact, right. But that's because it was stripped from us. And I know that's what you just said. It's stripped from us, but then we're synthesized to accept these particular things. Like it really grinds my gears and I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock it because I love to uplift My people, I love to uplift anybody that has been given this stamp on their forehead that says that they are less than equal to a particular race due to just the color of their skin. But it really bothers me every single time I have to see things like, Black teen gets the highest IQ. Black teen gets to graduate at uh, at 14 years of age. And it really gets me because I'm like, do you really feel that this is impossible for it to be an accomplishment? That you always have to push it out there? (laughs) That somebody Black was capable of doing said things that somebody black is capable of running a hospital or running uh, or creating a vaccine or do it get it kills me and it's and it's because of the fact that at the end of the day I can't say that I'm African American I have to say I'm a color what yep. I am going to say I'm African American because of the fact that I am going to always acknowledge that I my roots are in Africa. I was brought here against my free will. My well, let me not say I. My lineage, my maternal, my paternal, they were brought here against their will, and therefore I'm going to be an African American because I am from these two different origins of locations on this earth. I am not going to have, and, and I, and I'm, and I, I'm not trying to pull a Raven Simone situation but what I'm trying to get people to understand is that these different situations where we keep on putting these categories of color and then you put these categories of color which we're supposed to be able to embrace people of all color so technically if we were those kind of people that would embrace all shades and nationalities it wouldn't even be a problem if you did say that you were a color but because Colorism does exist, not even just in humans, even dogs, black dogs can't even get, uh, get a good market. I read an article that talked about China, in China, because freaking uh, pistachios are light brown to make them more marketable, they would bleach them. It is just... No, it's, it
2: it is, it's that scene in Malcolm X where they said, all right, look up white in the dictionary, then look up black.
3: Pure white is pure white is uh, white has no blemish and and where you see black or you see you know dark Dark all of these different connotations and they're all negative they're all negative.
2: Yep, yeah. Call us the color of of the most negative thing in the dictionary.
3: Yes, and that and that is why at the end of the day, I feel that you have to accept the fact that colorism and racism are hand in hand and if you want to hear more about it you can go to my podcast yes carl i said it yeah i know because of the fact that i talk about it for an hour with three individuals on my podcast and we talk about this and there will probably be another episode because obviously it ties all the way into politics because again a lot of people are are voting off of who they can relate to and it's because th- that they look like them or that they don't look like them or they tie certain, and and this is only one tier because trust me, politics does have different level tiers. It's not just off of color. A lot of people, that was Obama. I'm going to be frank with it. Obama, colorism, a lot of black people. We see you, you see, look like us. We know you down for us. Let's vote you in. We didn't care about nothing else except getting him in that office. And therefore he couldn't do much else. And people, Look down on him because he couldn't do much, and I'm like, but did y'all did y'all require anything else aside from the fact that he was black? y'all didn't y'all were just happy to get that one person in y'all didn't look at nothing else y'all didn't require anything else. you just wanted a black person in office why because of that colorism and it's it's a positive and it's a negative all in the same- all in the same same wavelength because you can relate to somebody for it but then you also become hella biased because of it and you also have these blockers up and you can also judge other people simply off of the shade of their skin you don't even know where they're from
2: no, absolutely it's it's one of those things going, going back to politics I'm sure Carl yes. wants us to yes. the, <laughs> well I, I, the, I will throw in something this yeah, jump in
1: <clears throat> Probably my fourth time saying something. Uh, <laughs> um, to go back to something you guys said earlier about uh, redlining and neighborhoods, the banks were actually encouraged to not to not to sell to black people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's one of those things where they do something and then somehow they they keep us they keep us from doing something. And then, at the same time, claim a negative against
2: us. Absolutely, when,
1: as, as slaves, they didn't teach us how to. We they were we were educated just not in the way they were. So they didn't they didn't teach us to read and write, and then said we were stupid. It's just like well, you're keeping us from this thing that would help us. Um,
2: Beat us and say we're put, violent.
1: Right. Put put you in a certain neighborhood, and then say. When you try to get out, be like, "Oh, well, you're from there." It's just like, "Well, you're actively keeping me from going more places." And you, you brought up a good point, Reggie, about they're having conversations that we're not even aware. It's one thing. It's one thing to know of things that you're getting kept from. It's another thing when you don't even when you're not even aware of the things that's kept from you. And I want I wanted to kind of tie that back into just real quick into policing because for police. Certain police, they do certain things because they don't see us as the same as their neighbors because a lot of them have to go into neighborhoods they don't live in and police there. And then they have this thing of just like, oh, but well those, those neighborhoods are bad because they have a lot of police. And, but then at the same time, it's just like, well, mm-hmm. if that was the case, if, if police really did, if, if an abundance of police presence really did keep down crime, then why are those areas with all the police so crime-written, supposedly? But the, mm-hmm. but the areas that don't have crime in it, supposedly, as much, they have less police patrol there. But, but you know, and it's, 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 it's just the mentality of, like you said with, with that guy, I can relate to these people because I look at them as a human being. It was mm-hmm. something that DL Hughley said. He said, You cannot treat people the way that they treat us if you look, if you thought that they were some if you thought they were a person like you. Thank you. Yep. If if I that and and that goes into what you were saying about race, I have to come up with a way to say that we are not the same in mm-hmm. order for me to justify me doing something horrific to you. I have mm-hmm. to one, one <laughs> I can break it down perfectly in this 10-minute short called The Sneetches. They kept this this little Dr. Seuss uh, cartoon, Dr. Seuss on the Loose. They treated each other horribly because one group had stars on their bellies and the other ones Mm -hmm. didn't. It was arbitrary. But yet, once the ones who didn't have stars got stars on their bellies, then all of a sudden it's just like, okay, well... Now all of a sudden these stars don't mean anything anymore. Okay, so now we're gonna take the stars off. It's like now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well you got those stars and we don't have them anymore, now we're great. And then it got to the thing to where they start going back and forth that at the end of the day, they couldn't remember who started with stars and who didn't. And then some people had two or three stars and it was just like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> that is That is literally, the you know the whole thing of, of race it's like it's it would be to me I'm I'm a, a nerdy person I think like it would, be, it would be funny if aliens came down and were just like okay we're conquering whatever and and somebody was like well what about the white people it's just like well well which ones are the white people it's like because to us you're all the same you're just you're just a slightly different version of this monkey than this one, other
3: one. <laughs> but you know what? The thing is, is that that was the same thing even within what we had. Go back to how they that that's how they put us against each other. You got your field slaves. You got your house slaves. The house slaves are typically more appealing. Why? Because they are lighter, or they're fair, or they don't have many marks that I caused them where the field winds are the ones that are typically darker. Why? Because they're out in the sunlight more and they're not as appealing. And because they're not more as appealing because of how dark their skin gets under the skin, I can whip them and beat them because I don't ever plan on having them in the house. And by that, I give you better treatment because you have to be in the house. I can't just be beating on you anywhere, even though technically I still see all y'all the same way.
1: Right, you. I have to, and uh, and I believe the phrase. I believe uh, the thing that you said in your podcast was the only difference between the two is it's quicker for them to get to the house slave to do whatever it is they want to do. Right, but you know, as you said, you can't. Yes. you you can't uh, beat the house slave as you would the field slave because you have to keep them around company. Yes, it's, it's all about uh, appearance
3: presentation.
1: Right. Yes, but. <laughs> to try to circle back around <laughs> we and reggie if if there is one thing about my podcast that i want you to describe <laughs> it to anybody <laughs> it is tangents tangents <laughs> is the word it's like
3: that probably should be your that probably should be your title right, old ten,
1: tangent right tangents <laughs> with carl my <laughs> my podcast has been a series a hundred some episodes of me having a topic and then losing that topic along the way, but <laughs> to, 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 to pull back to, uh, in real quick, one thing I did see like yesterday, as far as like the election and different things of, you know, um, Trump not accepting the results of the election, William Barr uh-huh. has put in his resignation because for once in his career, you know. He was like, well, the DOJ has not found any evidence of widespread voter fraud. And then despite everything he has done for Trump, this dude has got Mm -hmm. less than a a little bit under a month left in office. And he's going to resign? For what? You're not going to be there (laughs) when when Biden gets in anyway. So what's the point of resigning? It's because Trump got in his feelings and, once you cross them in any way shape form or fashion you are disposable right now in georgia because kemp is not doing everything that trump believes he should do he he has been uh retweeting posts about him being not just um not just removed from office but also arrested because in his mind people the republican party is there to support him everybody is is there to support him uh, the people that he put in office for supreme court judges they were supposed to be there to back him up and surprisingly they didn't surprisingly these people went with you know right the law was that okay as, and you said it perfectly. It's something I had been saying before. It is easy. And you you said it's funny. You said exactly the thing I said. It is easy for a talking head to go on Fox News and run your mouth, but once you <laughs> once you step into the Zoom <laughs> the Zoom break room of law, <laughs> because that's how they did it. If you don't have anything, and a lot of these cases, we're we're, we're finished in like, like 30 minutes because they had nothing and they weren't just smacked down. They were smacked down with presidents, presidents, because they had nothing because they came up there. And for some, the judges were just like, okay, was there a representative for Trump in the room? Yes. Okay. If there was a representative for your supposed client in the room, what is the issue? There was somebody there who saw everything that happened. So what? Where, where is the fraud coming from?
2: Well, yeah, it's like an accusation isn't a legitimate case. And I think they've been saying, oh, look at all these, look at all this fraud. Look at all these accusations of fraud. Well, you're the one accusing. So that doesn't mean that it's legitimate. So you can cry wolf 400 times. You can't say there's 400 wolves. There's not. You're just crying it. So I think they're getting called out they're getting called out on that. And then going back to where he started, his whole life, Trump has been able to bully people. He would, you know, you know, screw the contractors out of the money that they had earned for building stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm watching, it's called empires of New York and it talks about the five people who built New York in the eighties and Trump was one of them. And just like, Oh, I can do this project. I can do the skating rink in central park. And he did it by not paying people and did it quickly for that reason. And he could say, well, if you don't, you know, just take the 70% on the dollar. I'm going to sue you. and You don't have the money I do to take this out in court. So you can just take this 70%. And it's that same mentality that's playing out now. I have more power than you. So I can treat you like a, you know what? And you're going to just have to take it because I have the power and you can't stop me from doing what I do. And so to your point, when he got checked, it's just a complete shock and he's having meltdowns over it because like, he cannot believe that people aren't supporting him. Even when it's blatantly, obvious going back to um jeff sessions when he said yeah i'm gonna recuse myself from the russian russian investigation because i'm knee deep in it what what are you doing what do you and from then on he never was you know never was cool with trump and vice versa
1: right yeah you're supposed to be my lawyer it's just like that's but that's not his job somebody oh go ahead
3: but you know what every everybody in this party in the Republican Party, which is why I feel really bad for the Republicans, because as a person that, again, I have views on both sides of the fence because I'm not uh, brainwashed to feel like I'm like in one bucket or the other. Yeah, I really feel sorry for those that are the Republicans because that's exactly what, I mean, if you watch the debate, anybody that watched the debate, especially with Kelly, Poe, Pitiful Soul, when they kept asking her, about her viewpoint
1: about huh As so i think she's being plugged in right now charging up for the next time she has to be oh, on wow. camera
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was so sad because every single time they asked her anything about trump and his actions right now she kept trying to find the pivot. And that pivot was the same thing. And then she would go and run off with the same cue card. I came from a poor family in a farm, worked as a waitress. I want to live the American dream. And this radical liberal, fill in the blank, radical liberal, fill in the blank. I'm like, honey, they're asking you about Trump and you can't even be upfront about it, that you got to pivot, that speaks volumes. I don't care what anybody say. I know that people say like 85 to 90% of Republicans still believe that Trump really won the election. But no, I I actually don't believe that. I feel that in actuality, what is happening is is that y'all are trying to be ride or die Republicans because you are programmed to stay in your bucket. That's what it is. And if you step out this bucket right now, Trump is gonna have a hissy fit and then he's gonna say, you're fired. And that's what it's gonna be. And I feel for her only a tidbit because still at the end of the day, aside from you being a complete robot, I mean, a complete robot, like Dragon Ball Z ain't got nothing on you. Such (laughs) a robot. You you kept reciting the same thing over and over again. And you know what? I really wish that we could have played at least like maybe 10 to 20 minutes of what was going down and play a drinking game because I probably would have been full on whatever drink I wanted to pick of choice. Every time she said radical liberal and American dream, radical liberal and just radical in general, I would have been drunk, plastered on the floor as many times as I heard her say that. On there not to mention I want to say Georgia and 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 you are not just a representative because you are your own individual but you are speaking from a Georgia perspective I feel for Georgia because if Georgia allows a man that wouldn't even show up for the debate to win I don't know how y'all would feel. I really don't know. Like right now, I'm a Mississippi native. And I I know that Mississippi already clutching their pearls just because y'all went Democratic after 28 years of being Republican. Mm -hmm. So I'm just hoping that this is like the wake up call that everybody sees when they say, oh, it really isn't just sit in a bucket, sit and be Democrat or sit and be Republican. No, I can actually say choose someone that got some common damn sense.
2: Well, and this is this is the thing. So the Republicans are much better at messaging and talking points. Because let me let's break it down this way. So we talked we were talking about race earlier, and we were talking about like it's hard to treat someone badly if if they look like you. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why you know a lot of. White Americans still think that Jesus was white, even though he was born in the sun in the Middle East. Oh, oh my God! God. So if, if, go if he there, was, so, so let me. So we're not going to go down that road because that's a definite can. Uh, yes, but,
3: Lord, don't do it.
2: But so we're not going to go there. But also, just from a don't policy standpoint, Jesus. from a policy standpoint, like 81 percent of even of white evangelicals voted for Trump with all of his moral shortcomings, and I think the issues that always make you know Christian folks vote for. Uh, Republicans, it's abortion and gay marriage type stuff, yes. but if you put put those two aside for a second, look at the life of Christ. He would never be a Republican. He believed in uh, feeding the poor, clothing the naked, housing the homeless, the, the, the foreigner is your friend. You go through like all the scripture of the New Testament, the Sermon on the Mount. He is a Middle Eastern radical liberal, everything
3: if that he's ever talked about it? in his
2: life. So,
1: Speak
3: on it, Reggie.
0: So, Reggie, I'm
1: not going to sit here and let you come on my podcast and lie. You know Jesus was up there putting them kids in cages <laughs> if they didn't believe in the Father. You know this that's, what he did. It's, it's, he said, the Gentiles, a- y'all give them, them little bundle of sticks? Y'all sit in them cages?
2: Yep. And, oh. and that's the thing. So, it's, it's, so if, if people look at it that way, it's like, you know, you know, at best, it should be a watch. If you truly believe, you know, nothing in the New Testament really talks about, you know, the abortion or gay marriage, we're not going to get into the whole theology of it. But the things that if you say, all right, define the life of Christ and what was important to him, the policies that would come out of that are directly in line with a lot of the things that the Democrats are talking about. And not only that the Democrats are talking about, but the Republicans are fighting against. Right. And that is just the that's the truth. And so, yeah, is it radical to be Christ like and say that if people are hungry, we should feed them. Is it radical to be like, oh, if someone is sick, I should heal them or help them be healed and have health care. If that's radical. Yes, I'm owning it. I'm radical. What and, are you? And, and here's and that's and, what Democrats aren't doing Go ahead.
1: And here's the thing about the whole radical thing. It is. The and this is the one thing that irks me about the Republican, not Republicans, the Democrats. And there's a channel that, um, both Melodic and I frequent sometimes on, um, uh, on YouTube called the Young Turks. Uh, yep. uh no, oh, okay, good thinking. Yeah. Oh, oh, he'd be going off. He goes,
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. they are what, stupid. stupid, I'm a
0: d-
1: <laughs> but, uh he'd be going in on them. But it's one thing of, as he points out, how the Democrats will bonk and stuff because they count, they don't fight hard enough for certain things. But it's the thing of, and and I'm going to equate them to fight to this. The Republicans have moved so far to the right that in order to, quote unquote, compete, the the uh the democrats have had to move closer and closer to the right in order to you know still keep some some type of balance so the things that were pretty moderate you know or or the things that were um not considered you know pretty pretty basic as you said some years ago now seems radical uh and the, the safe Black man that uh, Republicans like to throw out, Dr. King, another thing that they they all, oh, Dr. King, you know, he was, all they talk about is nonviolence. Dr. King was, cough. Uh, he talked about being a, was it Democratic Socialist? He talked about feeding the poor. He talked about the poor people's movement. He talked about a lot of stuff that they gloss over because it's problematic because yeah. they know if they talked about it, It will expose them for the frauds that they are. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But but that's you know, they they throw radical out there because they have they have moved so far right that that they that they're in
3: a bucket. Like it's a bucket. There's no logic anymore. It's pretty much stand on your stereotypical political grounds. And it's sick. Absolutely, absolutely absurd to be so far in your political views that it becomes you there is no way and i mean and i mean on all facets i'm talking about whether it's about politics your sexuality whatever there is no way that something that is not actually you supposed to be you in entirety like there was a image like a cartoon where it was a Republican that was so mad because of people with their gay parade oh my gosh you don't gotta be all loud about it and blah 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 with their like with their rainbow coalition and this and that and you know really just wanting to be out and free about it and pro like all that but then you turn around and you look at that Republican that's saying it and he got his MAGA hat on his Trump stickers and all this and that is the problem when you end up making your beliefs become you in in entirety to the person that you are and it not be just a category like a sublet to who you are it's a characteristic your characteristic is supposed to be just like a piece it's not supposed to be you in entirety and that is the problem people have taken their political views and made it them as a whole Oh, if I'm a Republican, then that means that I'm against abortion. And that I'm, and that means that I am uh, gay, uh that I don't like gays, and that if I'm that, then I'm also a real Bible toting, you know, this part, like real heavy. And if I'm a Democrat, then that means I'm like, hey, you know what? Kill babies. Two years old, put them that like I, I'm supposed to, hey, everybody, love it up. Have sex in the street if you want to. Coke, this place of affection, we want it. Show it to the children. Like (laughs) where do where do you finally stop and realize that you are talking in such extremities that it's not real? It's not real.
1: Yeah, like like and 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 to your slippery, sorry, slippery slope analogy, how you know everything, everything supposedly leads to bestiality. Every, everything leads to us having sex with animals. It's just like, are you talking about us or is that something that you've been, is on your porn hub Desiring. <laughs> Go
3: ahead and say the word. You want it.
1: But, but to me, that's, that's the same thing as saying, um, that's the same thing as a bunch of people uh, crying out, make America great again, waving Confederate flags.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and having the bases named after them, and that's the thing. Like in Germany and 24 countries over there, it's illegal to have a, a Nazi flag because yeah. that's the defeated army, and it's yeah. not patriotic to have something that is a defeated army. So to have it's just a weird picture whenever you see a house that has a Trump flag, an American flag, and a Confederate flag.
3: Thank you. And and the
2: sign, <laughs> on the Trump flag says "Make America Great," and the two flags on either side are one is America, one is the country that fought America, the uprising that fought America. So right. So
3: not just that but we actually have all these statues and stuff. like how did we manage to do that like what person bought off what person to put up the exact opposite of what we were supposed to be standing on once
0: we
1: it was it was to keep us it was supposed to keep us in line during the civil rights civil Movement. Rights movement. this, yeah. and, and this and was done something. in the
2: 40s 50s and 60s it
0: wasn't okay. put up
1: right after slavery came right.
0: People.
2: no no yeah. they they straight up did this after the civil rights movement started like yeah okay you guys want to do that want to put Robert E Lee up in your town square. So you, so, so put that you, you know. to your place. Right. Yeah. Yep. We still own this. Or like Stone Mountain here in Georgia. You got a, a big mountain <laughs> with Confederate soldiers all up the side.
3: But I want to speak on the bestiality part because
2: um, sentence <laughs> has not been used all day. Right America, so. I
3: want, I want to, I want to say this. Well, because, somebody use it. I want to say this because uh, it was brought up because you know you just brought up the whole thing about Young Turks, and in a piece that Young Turks was discussing um, Trump and his, uh, he, his, uh, I guess he was trying to use the Christianity as like some device, some tool to play. Well, he peace. saved Christianity. Yeah, and he was planting seeds of saying that we are going to break up this whole thing of, I guess it was like the the the, the people wanting to have sex with children type of thing, like people oh, like uh, pedoph- pedophilia pedophile, Yeah, pedophilies, yeah. whatever. But guess what? He said that the main people that was supporting, and this was in Young Turks, don't quote me, look it up, I ain't got time to try to tell y'all the exact episode because I watch them all the time. It was a point where he said, but the same not all of them, but it's amazing that the people that are supporting Trump and, you know, tackling this, this epidemic that is going down are the ones that are guilty of it.
1: Right. Yep. It's all, and, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's the same thing like they're the, they're the law and order uh, party, yet when you look at all the people that he's been associated with, how many of them it's like for for the person who's who's the law and order party. How many people have you given pardons to? They they used to run with you.
2: They used let to me, do things for you. Let me break it out like this. I I came like on Twitter, which I have an anonymous thing because let's just say that I'm a a sales manager in the Southeast and I can't have customers and everyone else knowing how I really feel about stuff. But I I made the point that there, I call it the accidental genius of Trump and there's three parts of it and nothing was intentional. It was just accidental genius. Number one, you set so many fires that you don't have, they don't have time to hold you accountable for the ones you've already set because you're always doing dirt. So you do so much crazy stuff. People can't believe people can't hold you accountable. Number two, You this is the crazy one. Number two, you do stuff in broad daylight to the point where people are going to be like, well, really, was it a crime? Because like he was getting impeached for the Ukraine thing and withholding funds and all that other stuff. And at the same time, he went out and said, hey, China, if you have any dirt, give us that dirt, too, like right in the middle of the impeachment. It's like, well, maybe it wasn't so bad. And And then to your point, the third thing is this. You associate yourself and you put yourself you surround yourself with other dirty people and that way they're going to stay quiet lest their dirt comes out mm-hmm. so if you only and it's not intentional only dirty people would work with him because they knew what kind of guy he is no upstanding person is going to work with him. so he's going to have a whole bunch of dirty people around him one other thing i, just, I want to go back like three topics to the the messaging piece <laughs> the, the i messaging, love how we
3: have like a bookmark let's go back uh,
2: to <laughs> on, on the messaging thing like there, the whole idea of democratic socialism versus socialism socialism <laughs> is when the government chooses the programs that the company that the country is going to have mm-hmm. democratic socialism is we as the people say this is what we want to do and mm-hmm. this is something that you know republicans like i said are good in talking points but if you just like i had this conversation with someone recently so examples of democratic socialism in the united states K through 12 education, we as a country decided we want to educate our kids into the middle class. Now, Democrats and these democratic socialists, they're talking about paying for college or a portion of it. Yeah, because we want to keep educating people into the middle class. Another example, how about your police officers, your firefighters, your EMS? These are all examples of things we agreed upon as a country that we're going to pay for. You really want to get them mad? Oh, the military. So if you are against quote unquote democratic socialism, you're the one defunding the police because you don't believe that we as a people should pay for it. You're the one that's against the military because that is a democratic socialist program. And I think that going back to the point, it's almost like when Hillary called um, Trump supporters deplorable and she took it back and tried to tap dance. Like, no, if you believe that Barack Obama isn't a a citizen of the United States, you are deplorable. If right. you believe racist thoughts, you are deplorable. She should have just owned it and thrown it out there. And from a messaging standpoint, you know, I don't calling it democratic socialism is you know you have that word in there that's going to trigger people. But by definition, it is Something it's different. exactly what America is. And all that he's saying is let's look at health care, and this makes no sense that we have worse health care than other you know major companies countries in the world. Yes. And then let's look at education. Why can't we educate our kids a little bit further so they have a better chance at life? So all I'm saying is going back to it as, a, as voters, specifically Black voters, just knowing issues like that. like This is what people are talking about, which way, again, one of these two or one of these three people are going to be in office, which one better fits with you know, what you're talking about from a policy and then just from a, a type of person, the type of candidate that's out there ethically?
1: And, and real quick, I wanted to speak on, there's a, another guy who I follow on YouTube, uh, Bo of the Fifth Column. Love him. Uh, oh, yep. oh my God. But
2: You'll see my comments on his post.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to, hold up. I think I have.
3: Let's oh, see,
1: okay. I'm going to, let me keep going, because I'm going to, okay, you have to go. Because I was going to say, <laughs> you're about to
3: look up something, then I want to say one more thing, because I'm <laughs> no. uh, speaking on socialism, because oh, not no, only I, do they... Oh, yeah. no, I,
1: I just want to throw this out there real quick about okay. the military. Um, something with, then, you, then you've seen, uh, Reggie, when he talked about the military
0: mm-hmm. and, and the
1: whole thing of socialism, it's like when we talked about giving things to the military, it's like, why do they have guaranteed housing? Why are there certain things that we guarantee them? He's like, so they can be more efficient. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you want the American workers to be more efficient? Wouldn't you want the people who you claim are the backbone and blood of America, would you want them to have something to worry about so that they can actually work?
3: That for some reason are still mm-hmm. getting paid 5 to $7 on a minimum wage for some odd reason like anything can be bought with that kind of wage sir, that's a, pop- that's a poverty line poverty line at best poverty line at best. But speaking of military, two things now. What's funny is is that when Trump cuz Trump did come out and he was trying to if you remember if you're a young Turk watcher they discussed how he was trying to uh, slash a certain policy that was covering a certain level of security that was also including military and the reason why he was doing it was in attempt to get rid of what Facebook and Twitter was doing which was fact checking every single thing that he said but he didn't yep. care about the military he cared about his tweets and I'm paraphrasing based off of what I, I received in watching that episode uh, but they were, it was basically just the gist is he's doing all of this, not caring about how it would affect the military, but because of the fact that he wants his tweets to be left alone, I want to slash that particular part uh, part in the policy um, with cybersecurity or whatever, that, so then that way I can post what I want, which that's when he finally started losing some backing from some people, because they was like, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, we can't can't do that. I mean, you got to back the military. You don't say. But not just that. With the socialism, let's go to the word globalization, because when it comes to globalization, that is also something that people in the Republican Party, for some odd reason, love to put as a fear tactic, even though if you look up the definitions, they're exactly what it is. So globalization, in a simple definition, looking it up, it says, Globalization means the speed up of movement and exchanges of human beings, goods, services, capital technologies, cultural practices, all over the planet. What are we doing that is not globalization? How are you fooling people? And that's the thing that be killing me. People, and I'm not, and I am not, because trust me, being a Mississippian, when Oprah had came and said, hey, y'all y'all are fat, y'all are, like, the top of the tier when it comes to being, like, one of the fattest states in the United States, all of us said, ouch, and we didn't like her no more. However, and I'm saying we because, I mean, I got to wear that stamp because I'm from Mississippi, put it on my forehead, Um, but at the end of the day, it's a sad truth. It, it, It is. I mean, when you think about childhood obesity the poverty line for somehow even though you're in poverty one out of six children on the poverty line are considered obese all of those things and and it's like if you if you give us what we want we're good don't tell us what we don't want to hear so that's in rules states we don't want to hear the truth So what I'm going to do is for people that live in like more of the rule kind of situations here, I'm going to throw some big words at you. And I'm not saying that anybody is ignorant. I'm saying that if you don't care to look this stuff up, because this is exactly what's happening with voting and what we talked about with education and voting, if nobody's telling you, you, it's not like you're going to go look it up, right? That's how a lot of people are. So I'm going to say globalization and socialism and use them to make something negative portrayed in your mind. That way you're pissed off about it, even though the simple definition is what we're already doing it's literally a mental mind f game and quite frankly again it goes back to saying i want you to be far right and i you know and then uh, look at these people as like far left people when in actuality it's just people that want to be progressive because we do research we look this stuff up we question it And there might be some things that I agree with on the Republican side, but at the end of the day, I don't really see a lot of good coming from the Republican side because it seems like y'all are driven by money. And whatever Democrats, corporate Democrats, corporate Democrats are also driven by money. And some of y'all literally work together. So that's why we want more progressive people in office, regardless of who's in it right now. And that's what I want to say for as of right now. And... And as I say that, that's another reason why I appreciate what Stacey Abrams did. What, and I know that it was more than just her. But the reason why I say I appreciate it is because a lot of people that end up losing, uh, for instance, what she did, she lost to uh, Kemp. A lot of people that end up losing after that fight, you don't really hear much else about them anymore. I'm going to just be frank with you. You don't hear much about what they do in the backdrop. You don't hear about anything. Uh, and they may be doing some things, but she did it on a platform that it would come back to say, hey, okay, so I didn't win, but now I'm going to uh, start talking about the whole situation about voting. And I'm going to start, ed- and, and then there's groups and more groups start coming up, trying to educate people on voting rights. And all of that is because they, I, and, and this is my personal opinion, you don't just sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, I still get my checks. Because I mean, it's not like she's not in a good position. I don't, I, I don't know for sure. I'm just speaking off of like what I'm seeing on a superficial basis. But it's not like she would just be hurting to the point where she was like, oh, I'm just gonna, no. I mean, but she wanted to continue going forward with what she had in her agenda, which was voting. And that's why I applaud the effort. And I'm hoping that, People don't stop at just the election voting that we did, the general election, because these two individuals, again, if it was a freaking, I don't even care if it was just a baby doll that was running against Kelly or Purdue, I don't feel like I would vote for them. I would be with Polly Polly over here there's no way I would be okay with someone selling stocks with insider trading knowledge about something that is killing people by the thousands, reaching 9-11 numbers, and you mean to tell me that you use that information for your own money game? and I'm supposed to be voting for you? Purdue, I don't care if dude had eaten you alive on the first debate. You mean to tell me you don't have no spine to come to the next one? You can't even pick yourself up and stumble on through the next one? It's because these are people people that I feel that ultimately, you know that you really didn't have any type of political savvy. You got in here off of nepotism, colorism, shadism, and money. That's what you did. You had the American dream because you had the American stamp on your forehead where you had all of those boxes checked that made you an ideal candidate for something that you were not qualified for. Bottom line, that's why he couldn't even talk his way out of a paper bag and couldn't even show up to the next one. Furthermore, you probably don't want to show up because you don't want to make yourself even more incriminated since you are potentially being allegedly investigated by the FBI, which if you're... Investigated by the FBI, most people know you' in trouble because they already kind of know the answer before they investigate you.
2: Agreed. That,
1: that's that's a great point. Uh, sorry, <laughs> probably probably got me. Uh, I know Reggie, you have to leave uh, right now. <laughs> I'm sorry we couldn't uh, get get uh, as much on uh, the actual runoffs as as the one and two, but. Hey, we had some great conversation. Anyway, as you as you told me before, you had a lot of stuff to get off your chest, and I'm glad you you did. It was great. Uh, I, I, it. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope to I hope to have you back on soon. Uh, if you would uh, let the people know where they could find you.
2: Well, I'm going to stay anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the that's, comment that's, section is, of a lot fine. of <laughs> <laughs> you see me in the comment section of a lot of stuff on YouTube and a lot of the like the kev on stage stuff but beyond that you know i'm behind enemy lines right now so i'm I not respect gonna it. I respect
3: put the social it. out there
2: <laughs> but yeah let's let's get back on and talk about like, some of those things like it's not i'm not one sided. there's a lot of stuff that i feel like we as a people should be and can be doing as well um yeah. yes a lot of things have happened to us but there's ways that we can pull ourselves out if we all do certain things right so sneak preview I mean, you if I, sound
3: like you're president i mean gosh you my got my like you know, obamaism in your voice reggie sheesh I'm sorry. <laughs> you really got like a little Obama thing to you. Like, go ahead and say some more stuff to sound like you, Obama. Go ahead. I'm just If,
1: if that ain't a black, if that ain't a southern black mama, go, 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 ahead, go, go ahead. Go ahead, baby. Go. You go
3: ahead. You say that it.
2: Thing.
1: <laughs> oh, but yeah, you, you go ahead and uh, we will get back. I will definitely uh, reach back out to you and, and see whenever you're uh, free to, to do this again.
2: Thank you much, and I appreciate you guys having me. No problem. Talk to you soon.
3: All right. That was good. That was good right there. That was good. Uh And I mean, hey, the runoff isn't until January. You can always do you another one, and maybe we can focus really on on the runoff. I tried to put more debate stuff in there, Carl. I did.
1: Okay. Sorry. That's it.
3: (laughs) You want me to leave?
1: No, you're you're fine. You can, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're just gonna go. Uh, <laughs> we have okay. been recording for a long. No, you're you're fine. You have to cut your mouth. <laughs> we have been recording for a long time. Um, I would like to thank my guests uh, Reggie Lee and as always Melodic, uh, as they carried this episode, uh, talking about uh, a gamut of things. Uh, <laughs> You can find her at uh, Soapbox Off on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can find her podcast uh, Soapbox Off on Spotify. Uh, you can find it. You can uh, find it on uh, Anchor at Anchor.fm forward slash Melodic One. Uh, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Bold Expressions BLD Expressions
3: yeah uh, what do you
1: <laughs> that is bold expressions of both twitter and instagram that's bld expressions you can find me on youtube bit.ly slash bold expressions podcast you can shoot me an email at boldexpressions expressions mm. at gmail.com that is expressions, the number four at gmail.com uh have a good day good morning good evening whenever you listen to this oh also when you listen to us, yeah. send both of us five stars on, uh, when you listen to Apple this
0: Podcast.
1: There you go. Also, check out her Patreon. Uh, she set up a Patreon, but for some reason doesn't want people to send her money.
3: www.patreon.com forward slash Off.
1: It's it's funny because she can't, I don't have my camera on. Get Every time I point to her, she still comes in camera and says the thing that she needs to. It's funny. But yeah, have a good day, good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. And as always, don't be so busy proving your point that you forget your purpose.
3: That part.